Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of going at your own pace. It's so important that you not compare yourself to other people just because they're learning faster or they're going faster. It's not a race that you're in when you're learning or when you're in class or you're in school. Um, if you've heard any of my earlier episodes, it really bothered me when everybody in class was raising their hand and participating and giving the teacher the answer when the teacher was preparing like what the next lesson is going to be, what that night's homework is going to be. And I couldn't keep up. I really never knew what the teacher was talking about. And it wasn't until I got home and I was able to slow down and teach myself the, the material, then I would understand it. And what I found out was the ones that were participating in class, some of them I just feel like they participated because they wanted to show off. At least that's how I looked at it. Those were the ones that were getting C's on the test, and I was the one getting A's or 100. And so after a while, I just learned, like, it doesn't matter if these people are going fast or showing off. It's like, all that matters is I'm going to go at my own pace. And I just learned to ignore them. And I think that was really uh, one of the most important lessons that I, that I could, have, um, could have learned. And so I want to show you when I first learned that was I was in the seventh grade, it was English class, and the teacher at like the seventh grade, at least when I was in seventh grade, this is when we were learnt, doing like the grammar drills. So we would have a grammar book, and there would be exercises, and the teacher would have us do them in class. And there was this guy behind me in the next aisle, and when we would take these lessons, or I th they weren't lessons, they were like, there were lessons for homework, and then also for the exams, he would always want to finish first and you could tell like he was showing off it's like how fast could he get this test done or how fast could he do the, the, these lessons that we're doing in class and then he would just sit there for whatever if he finished 15 minutes earlier 20 minutes he would just sit there fold his arms and do nothing just just kind of showing off like hey I beat everybody and so I, I got caught up with that so I was like well I'm gonna finish this test I'm gonna finish this lesson that we're doing in class, I'm going to beat him. And so I beat him. And then I would stop, whether it was an exam or a lesson, whatever it was. And I would just look around to kind of show off to show him that I could beat him. And then the next test or lesson that we would have, it was like a race who could finish faster, who could finish faster. And we're doing this competition competition. And, you know, the test would come out and I'm getting bad grades, like, you know, D or C or not much of anything. And and I think he's pretty much getting the, the same the same grade as well. And so I don't know what it was, but I just decided, like, I'm going to ignore this guy. And I'm going to go as slow as I can because I knew high school was coming up and I, I had to start getting A's. So I had to prove to myself, like, you know, can I learn this material? So what I intentionally did, instead of competing with him, I just told myself that no matter what, whether it's an exam or a homework lesson that we're doing in class, I'm gonna make sure that I am the last one to finish. Not only am I not competing with the person next to me, I'm gonna make sure I'm the last one to finish the in-class assignment or the exam. And what I noticed is I started to get A's on some of the homework lessons or on some of the exams. I don't believe that I actually got an A in the English class, but it was um, it was great that I was like, wow, I, I can actually get 
an A on a couple of tests or on a couple of the homework assignments. And it was simply because I decided that I'm not going to compete with this person anymore. And that person just, they had to be the first. And even after I was doing things last and getting better grades, this person just still had to finish first. And it's like, I just learned to, to ignore that. And I remember when I was in college, my second year, we were taking a class called Management Information Systems, which is basically a computer class. And this was the first time like we got introduced to coding. And the teacher would, uh, he was a really good teacher, but coding was just really weird. And everybody in there, you could tell it wasn't our thing. It was, it was really kind of hard. And I was struggling to follow the teacher. As good as a teacher he was, I knew that I wasn't getting it. And I knew I was struggling with it. And so what he would do is he would go through, you know, step by step by step, still wasn't getting it. And he's like, okay, if for the students that think that they understood what I talked about, if you don't have any questions, whatever, you know, go to lab right now because now you have to go implement it. And if you went to lab, you know, once you're done with lab, you can go home. I believe this class was maybe like a three-hour class, something like that, maybe 90 minutes. It was, it was, it was a while. But I remember that everybody except for me and maybe two other students, maybe one other student, stayed behind because he said, if you need extra help, I'll go over the material again. Everybody took off to lab and because they want to leave early and and I get left behind with these, you know, one or two other students. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't make me feel smart at all. Everybody's taken off. Everybody gets it. Everybody's off to lab. Everybody's beating me. But I remember that lesson that I learned back in seventh grade. Forget about how fast everybody's going. I made sure after that seventh grade experience through college, um, through high school, through the rest of middle school, I was always going to be the last person. And I was fine with it. I check over my questions, check over my answers. And so the teacher went through it step by step. Like he just slowed down more than he did the first time. And I, my notes got better. My understanding got better. And when I finally got to lab, I don't think there was anybody else in there. And I was able to get my lab work done and, you know, at the last minute and I was out of there and, you know, the exam was coming up and the teacher told us what the exam was going to be that we would have to write out by hand code, you know, pages and pages of code that he had taught us. And so I had studied what my notes were. Well, when the exam came out, everybody in the class bombed the exam, like, really bad. Like I think if there was an average, it was probably below 60. Some people got 40s and the teacher discussed discussed it. Um, I got a 99. That was the highest. And when I looked back, I was like, why didn't I get 100? <laughs> and I looked at my notes and I went over it and I realized that my notes were wrong. So whatever that one extra point was, I wrote it down wrong. So it wasn't that I didn't remember what was on my notes. I just wrote it down wrong. And so I thought that was interesting. But the point of that story was all of these people who told themselves that they got it, understood it, and they ran off to lab, their grades weren't 
weren't any better than, you know, a D or a C. And I think the teacher had to do a curve on there. And me and two other people, like I was the last one. I know I was the last one out of lab and I didn't feel too confident when I was coming out of lab, but I was the slowest one. But look where my grade was. And just to get that validation was so awesome. Like I don't have to be first. It's okay to be last. It's okay to learn at your own at your own pace. Back in 1983, I was lucky that I took a typing class. This was typing on the old typewriters where you get to the end. You have to physically move the, the, the typewriter or the carriage return to the left to type. And I was lucky uh, to get that skill set back in 1983 because nobody typed back then. It was very few. Unless you wanted to be a secretary or a typist, it just wasn't seen as something that you should take. And I was fortunate because when I was in the seventh grade, the eighth grade teacher uh, interrupted a, a school assembly and everybody's getting up. She's like, I'm the typing teacher in the eighth grade. The world's about to change and you need to learn how to do typing. Even if you have no interest in being a secretary or administrative assistant, learn typing. So I just remember this small voice that I heard. She was far away in the auditorium. And I was like, okay, I think I'll take typing. So I got really good at typing and... I had a friend that uh, I was in college and I said, you know, look, you got to learn how to type, man. You got you got to take type typing. And he just didn't want to do it, didn't want to do it. Finally, after months and months and months, he's like, "Okay, I'll take a typing class. He took the typing class and he dropped he dropped typing, I think, by the second or third class. And the reason why he dropped the class was because there were students in there. They already knew how to type, and they were typing 40, 50, 60 words a minute sitting right next to him, and he's like, I could stand it. I couldn't stand it. He's like, I'm over here. I don't even know where to put my fingers. I don't even know where to put my hands. I'm like not even typing anything per minute, like five words a minute, and the person next to me is just flying and going crazy, and he's like, it just bothered me. I couldn't stand it. I just felt like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm incompetent. This other person's flying. And I was like, no, you have to ignore those people. And he's like, well, I quit. I'm done. I'm never going to take a typing class again. And I was just like so disappointed because when I took my typing class, there were five people in the front. They had already known typing. They were typing 50 to 60 words per minute. And I remember the teacher saying, you have to ignore them and go at your own pace. And she said, when, um, when you're typing, do not look at your hands. She's like, I promise you, if you do exactly what I'm telling you, in the long term, you're going to be a faster typist. And if you keep looking at your hands, it's going to slow you down. And she said, the problem with um, not looking at your hands is you're going to make so many mistakes. You're going to look at your paper. It's not going to make any sense. And you're going to get frustrated because your hands are off the wrong key and they're not where they're supposed to be. She's like, ignore it. Who cares how many mistakes you make? I am telling you, like, I know what I'm doing. So do not look at your hands. No matter what, you're going to be typing really slow. And there'll be people in class that are be typing faster than you because they're looking at your their hands when they're learning. And the people in the front, just ignore them. They've already taken typing. And you're going to hear them typing really fast. Block that out. And I can still remember sitting there. This was 1983. And... I was so tempted. Oh, I want to look at my fingers. I want to look at my hands. I'm like, but the teacher said, don't do it. Don't do it. 
and I'm typing like, I don't know, 12 words a minute. I remember when I got to 15 words per minute, I thought that was so exciting. I got to 15 words per minute and people are already going faster, 25 words a minute, 30. And I'm making so many mistakes, just absolute gibberish. But I just kept that, what the teacher told me, don't look at your hands. Don't look and ignore the, the, that fast typing you hear in the background. Just go slow, go slow, just learn and learn and learn and don't listen to anybody, right? Well, on those old typewriters where you've really <laughs> slow typewriters, by the end of the year, I think the fastest I did was 55 words per minute, maybe 60. I don't know what the fastest was in the class, but by the ninth grade, I ended up taking typing for a full year. And what's great about it was was electric typewriter now, so it's, it's faster than the old typewriters. And I entered a competition with like 17 high schools. We went to Whittier, Whittier College. It was a competition, and I got first place out of like 17, 19 schools that were there. Um, I was shocked, right? I don't know how fast everybody else typed. And in the test that we took, if you had more than five words or typos, you were disqualified from the exam. The point of that story was the only reason why I was ever able to be put in that position was one, I listened to what my teacher said. Two, I ignored the fast typist in the front. Three, I ignored people that were learning along with me that were cheating looking at their hands who were temporarily doing faster than me. So I am confident that I was the slowest typist and I had more mistakes than anybody else but I listened to what my instructor said that said, in the long term, you're going to be a faster typist. And so that was the key. Go at your own pace. Ignore people uh, don't, around you that are going faster. Don't let them go into your head. Don't compare yourself to others. And don't try to compete with them. Now, what's interesting is I haven't been in school for a while now, right? So I graduated law school in 99. And... Uh, I'm taking a class now. It's it's been going on for at least a month, and uh, we meet we meet once a week. And what I found interesting was we you know we introduce ourselves through Zoom and all this sort of thing. And and there's one guy is just like so far ahead of us. He's doing all these things. I'm like, wait a second. When it was my turn to speak, I was being serious. I'm like excuse me, am I in the right class? Because I know that they have different levels like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And they said, no, you're in the right class because I said, well, this guy, he's so far ahead. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what, what is he doing here? And I noticed that, you know, class after class after class, what we do is we just, we check in, we're, we're accountability check and say, this is what we did this week. This is where our progress is. And I feel like I'm in that 1983 typing class all over again, going really slow. I, I even say I'm going slow. I'm, I'm following the curriculum, the speed that we're supposed to go at, right? We have module one, two, three. I'm a module three. This other person where they are, they're like a module 12. And it's, I had just, I just don't get it. And he, he comes across like he's showing off and I did this and I did that, blah, blah, blah. And it just reminded me, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in school again, where somebody is going so much faster. And then I had to remind myself, like, don't compare yourself to this person. Ignore this person. This person is the fast typist in the front. This person is the person that sat next to me in English class that just wanted to finish first. And so 
even now, I, as an adult, I have to remind myself, it's okay that people are going faster than you. It doesn't matter. You just have to ignore that noise. Don't compare yourselves to other people. And we have, we have a private Facebook group for, for our group. And, you know, you see him posting, he's doing this and doing that and all his accomplishments. And I just went to Facebook. I'm like, hide this person, block this person's post because I don't need to see it because it's such a distraction from where I am. And I don't want to be like my friend who got frustrated because he's trying to type five words per minute and the person next to him is typing 100 words per minute. And so when you're taking your exams, I think you should be the last person to finish your exam. Even if you finish early, go through those questions. Like on any exam, I put little asterisks next to the questions where I'm not 100% sure so that when I'm done with the exam, I'll go through it again and I'll take my time and I'll think about it. And even if I think I'm done with the exam, just don't sit there and fold your arms and do nothing. Just go over your questions again. Go over them again. That's that's you have time for it. There's you don't get any points for finishing five minutes earlier, ten minutes earlier, one minute early. And I did that on every single exam I ever took. It's just being last. And and I, I highly recommend that you take that same strategy. So following this this strategy of going at your own pace, not comparing yourself to others, it's going to serve you well in life because anybody will tell you. Just comparing yourself to others is just, it's its not going to work, right? It might create jealousy, resentment. You might feel less than somebody else. And it's just, if it's not going to make you feel good or get you upset, there's theres no use in looking at what other people are doing or comparing, your, comparing yourself to others. If you want to look at other people's successes and they inspire you or they motivate you, then I would say go for it. But if it's a negative experience for you or you find it to be a distracting, then absolutely not. Do not compare yourself with other people. So the big tip is if you want to finish first, finish last. In the next episode, I'm going to have a very, very brief discussion on speed reading. It's my shortest episode yet because I just wanted to keep it ironic. Speed readings fast, and my next podcast about speed readings is going to be even faster. All right, take care. We'll see you at the next episode.